This is the Self-Help Hipster Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. Do what you love and you won't work a day in your life because no one will fucking hire you. <laughs> Welcome to the Self-Help Hipster Podcast, together with my co-hosts, Andrew Chin from andrewchin.co and Liana Kay from the selfhelphipster.com. This is the podcast where we will bring you some self-help books, some inspiration, a little laughs, and a shit ton of opinions. That is right. Let's get right to it. My 30-day challenge. All right, so the first segment of the show is the 30-day challenge, which is where we talk about our 30-day challenges. A 30-day challenge is basically where you try out a new habit for 30 days in a row. And the reason that you do this is because that way you can actually test if something is for you. If you only do it for a week, you don't know as much as when you do it for 30 days. And the great thing is that once you do something for 30 days, it becomes a lot easier to keep up. Basically, you already have the habit in place, which is why Every month we do a 30-day challenge, discuss it here and decide whether or not we're going to continue doing this and what it has brought us. Yes. So, Andrew, your (laughs) 30-day challenge was that you would have to get up at 6 in the morning for every day of this past month. Yeah. What an amazing challenge that was. (laughs) Not. (laughs) Tell us everything. No. This was awful. Yeah? Awful, awful, awful. Because... I did not succeed at all. Okay. And why not? Because I I couldn't fall asleep at night. Uh-huh. Well, I'm I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. So my my motor starts working when everybody is asleep. And the idea of waking up in the morning is beautiful. Really early mm-hmm. is fantastic. I love it. I love that. Um the rem- execution, however. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember times that I had to get mm-hmm. up really, really early and it felt like awesome yeah. superhero stuff. Like, yeah. whoa, I'm the only one up. And, and I'm doing so things cool, while everyone else is sleeping. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm so successful. And it's it's what I wanted. Yeah. That's why. I, That's what the, the goal was. That was the goal. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, I wanted to comply with the uh, Miracle Morning mm-hmm. exercise. The book that uh, we discussed in the, the previous session. Exa- yeah, exactly. While I was doing everything that the Miracle Morning <laughs> tells you to do, like uh, exercise and eat well, meditate, mm-hmm. all that stuff, I did that. But later. But later. And maybe the reason why is because I don't have a day job. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have to There's wake no... up before the day job yeah. starts. So actually, There's no the urgency whole behind no, it, the whole day is my oyster. I, yeah. I just do everything I want. So it was there was really no no need for mm-hmm. it, no stake in the ground. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I think that's what it was. But I tried every day anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's good. I really did. And sometimes I would wake up. It was like like twenty percent success. Okay. Like oh, I'm up. Okay, cool. And I use this app called uh, Sleep Cycle. Uh And I have all this beautiful data now that Mm -hmm. I have no idea what to do with. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this graph, like your sleep success rate was... 52% 52% it's like, you're like ah, that's I'm not surprised yeah <laughs> I'm not surprised it's not a good grade mm-hmm. but um, I don't know wasn't your favorite no I, I definitely want to try it again in the future mm-hmm. maybe but maybe there needs to be something that you have to do during the day um, 
because otherwise i think that if you miss the urgency sometimes yeah. that can be the reason yeah. that that things don't really go the way that you intended them yeah. to i i tried a lot of things actually mm -hmm. i tried exercising just before going like bef like nine o'clock so mm -hmm. i could be in bed by 11. yeah didn't work no i tried going to the spa yeah all yeah, we day talked about that. yeah yeah that was amazing mm -hmm. <laughs> but didn't help <laughs> didn't help because um when i got home at 11 i lost my key oh, for the bike and oh. i had to stress out and come go back to the so spa all that hard work relaxing uh, down the I drain was so zen up until 11 mm -hmm. and then i was like where are the keys Fuck. where are the keys mm -hmm. oh my god i think i left them there <gasps> so i had to take the car go back mm -hmm. blah 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 couldn't find it so i was in bed by two again oh, that sucks so yeah well okay well so that's it that's my uh, failed uh not great but hopefully in the future maybe in attempt. the future how mm -hmm. about you okay my 30-day challenge was exercising every single day um and i have to say that it was actually a great success i did it every day but one day um that's good that is really that good. is amazing you know what I say? Never fail. No, never miss twice. Exactly. But once yeah. is fine. Once is fine. <laughs> and th there was a good reason. Similar to to you, I lost my wallet during a really busy day at <laughs> What's work. What's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is like this is a problem. We are very unsuccessful adults. No, I I lost my wallet. Um, so I was at work and I was a really busy day. And um, uh, around five o'clock, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to yoga. Uh, and I grabbed my backpack and I was like, my wallet is not in here. I don't know where it is. And so freak out mode, uh, running all over campus to try to find my wallet in all the different places I had been that day, which were a lot because it was the start of the academic year. Um, and it was nowhere to be found. So I was freaked out and um, I was late for the yoga class I intended to go. Plus, I didn't have anything on me to, to, to pay anything except for my public transit card. So I could get home. So that was nice. And the next morning, someone found it and brought it to an office where I wow. could pick it up. So, you know, Lucky. love everyone in my working yeah, environment. Yeah. Amazing. Um, but I really, really liked the exercising every single day. It is... Um, what did it do for you? It gave me a lot of energy for starters. I slept really well. Um, I still sleep very well. Um you just feel and you feel like you're doing something good for your body every single day and i think that that is a very um, pleasant feeling to walk around with uh, and it's not i didn't do super high intensive shit all the time especially like last week was really busy and i got was kind of under the weather so at some point i would just do like 10 sun salutations or just mm -hmm. a really short yoga video or I don't know, I tried to do some push-ups once, you know? So it didn't have to be super high intensive or very long, um, but you give yourself that opportunity every day to get in touch with your body and to do something well for your body. That's great, and that's a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Not so, to have like high expectations exactly. of your exercise. Yeah. And the, the, the weeks before that, I, um, I went to a lot of yoga classes and I ran, um, I think, once every three days or once every two or three days. Uh, and that was, yeah, I really, really liked it. So I will definitely keep it up. Uh, and I like the um, I like the no nonsense. Okay, you have to do something every yeah, day. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is, just as long as you do something active that day, because that way, because you keep the standard very low, and you can 
easily exceeded and that i find very attractive to do that that that, that makes it a lot more fun for me do you hear that that is the single wisest thing you've heard today yes <laughs> I think that was one of my better things. It's probably the smartest thing I'm going to say all day. The rest of the day is just going to be like, <laughs> I eat paste and that's for dinner. So, you know, you got the, the right thing today. So, yeah, that was my uh, that was my third day challenge. So I'm kind of um, I'm kind of happy with the results. I think it's it's my, my um, most impressive one to date uh, because the the one I did before that with the um, what was it I think was the the bullet journal yeah that was bullet journal the bullet journal that was um, uh, I really like that too but it's just something that I forget to do when I'm uh, when it's not really busy and it's just like whatever what you that was that the day. first one actually yeah, the, second the second one, one? Uh, was uh, Pomodoro oh yeah well same same with that actually yeah. and this is something that I've actually done every every day except for the one time I lost my wallet so I think this was a good one good one yeah so you're gonna keep this one yes i am yeah okay and um how about the first and the second one are those still intact or just to monitor yeah if we adopt a habit or not that's just interesting it's like yeah i don't know if it's if you can actually it is an adopted habit except um it's one that i automatically fall back on as soon as i uh cross a certain um uh, busyness threshold as soon as soon as I'm a certain amount of busy I'm like fuck I need to have the to-do yeah. list I need to do the Pomodoro technique because otherwise I feel overwhelmed and stressed mm-hmm. and because of my I'm, I'm currently quite busy at work so I have used it I think four out of five days or no three out of five days for most of the of the work work days working days um, but at the moment that you know my um, when there's only one thing I have to do that day then I don't do it Okay. Because then there's too much time. There's no urgency again. So are you saying it's not really a habit thing? I do think it's a habit, but it's one that you fall... You don't... Um, I don't... I still don't do... Because that's something that we talked about in, in the podcast mm-hmm. uh, in that time. Um, I don't do it at home. Yeah, And I exactly. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But there's no urgency, so no. I didn't do that. So it's a habit It's a habit at work. So a it's, habit at it's work. A, it's ah, an environmental... Okay. Yeah. Uh, fixed habit basically okay great yeah. great great to know because yeah. that's that's what i want to know about habits because it can be very uh, environmental yeah, specific exactly yeah. putting habits Same with in coffee. Place. some people yeah. never drink coffee at home and always at work or the other way around yeah 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 but it's good to be aware of your habits don't you definitely think? Like, yeah that's that's what we're doing here is just just realize to, what yeah. you're up to yeah what are you actually how are you behaving on a day-to-day yeah. basis and that's why we do the 30-day challenge yeah. is to, to just play with it a little bit. Yeah, experiment and yeah. try new things and see what you can change also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what is your next one, Andrew? Well, I was thinking maybe to put it in line with the book we're going to discuss mm-hmm. this um, yeah. episode. I'm thinking of doing deliberate practice every Ooh, day. Oh, yeah. I like that. And deliberate practice in my craft which is illustrating, drawing, designing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to draw something every day. Yeah. Make it a little easier on myself this mm-hmm. time. No, really, no, no, not a lot no, of criteria. No, really difficult one. Mm-hmm. Not a really difficult one, but just, uh, you know, draw Low something. Key. Yeah. Whatever. That sounds good. Put a line on paper. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And you? <laughs> 
Okay, mine is actually going to be a very radical one. Ooh. So brace yourselves. I embraced. Um, this is a really big challenge for me, but I really want to do it because I really want to know if it helps uh, and what it does. I will be turning my phone off from 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. every night from now on. Why 8? Um, because it's um, early enough. Uh, it's on, on one hand, it's late enough that if you need to like send any messages for the next day or if you need to figure out how late your train is going to go, you can check all of that stuff before 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just late enough that there's a couple of more hours to your evening that you can use by you can use that for reading or writing or um, I don't know cleaning or meal prepping or whatever you'd like to do. But um, for me, my phone is a huge distractor, and I hate feeling like I just spend forty five minutes on my phone. Um, WhatsApp using WhatsApp or, or or Twitter or whatever while I could have done something better with my time okay so that's what I want to try and it's not that I, I'm not allowed to use my phone ever and during the day your phone is a necessity you need your phone mm-hmm. you need your phone for your colleagues for your friends uh, to figure out how late your tram is going to go to the central station you need it to, to see how late the, the stores are open you need it for a lot of stuff um, but I feel like during my evenings I don't need it as much and therefore, I shouldn't rely on it so much for all those relaxing activities oh, okay. that I do on it. Yeah. I want to do different things with my evenings. Plus, and I, I like alone time too. And I find it very easy to just be on WhatsApp a lot of the mm-hmm. time during the evening. While I could have just used that time for me time, really. Okay. Cool. So that's mine. That's actually great because, you know, the there's this blue ray that comes off a phone. Yeah, the, the radiation. That's not... Uh, is it really... I don't know. I it's, thought so. It's, it's just a light frequency. Oh, no. Shit. I'm, we're talking about two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Just continue. just the uh, screens. Yeah. They have the, this, this, the, this... The light. This light. Mm-hmm. And basically, when the night falls mm-hmm. and you want to go to bed... Exactly. You want this light not in your face yeah. like that because it's like a fake sun. Mm-hmm. So... It can mess up your melatonin levels. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Probably that's what happened to me. (laughs) But um, it's good. It's a good idea to not look at screens at this hour. So you can just just take paper and just write or read. Yeah. I'll I'll probably be reading from my iPad also, but it has a special setting where you can turn down the, 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 the. the brightness. Yeah. Oh, and you have you also have these glasses. Have you seen these the glasses? Yes, I love them. I, I want one. Yeah, me too. I, I really want one too. I'm gonna check it out because those are really awesome too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great idea. Yeah. So that's the plan. And you think eight o'clock is a good hour? Yeah, I think okay, so. Okay, good, cool, yeah. cool. All right. Well, oh. good luck. Thank you. So good luck to that you too. That sounds amazing. <laughs> All right. And that concludes our 30-day challenge segment. If you want to join us, let us know in the comments. Uh, Andrew is going to do deliberate practice, which is honing his skills every single day. And I will be turning off my phone from 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. every night. So if you want to reach me, WhatsApp me before <laughs> that time. The book of the month. The book is by Cal Newport and it's called So Good They Can't Ignore You. So Good They Can't Ignore You. All right. Well, first up. Let's, um, uh, what's the subtitle? 
Is there a subtitle? Yeah, it's called, the subtitle is, let me check my iBooks. Why skills oh. trump passion in the quest for work you love. Oh, yeah. Liana, oh. did you like the book? Oh, yes, <laughs> so much. Um, Amazing. It's not a very long book, which I like, uh, but the most, what blew me away most of all is just, uh, oh, it's so down to earth and it's so practical and it's basically everything that I've been wanting to read about work Uh. and employment and, and, and doing things in your career that I never knew existed, uh-huh. that people said, instead of just follow your passion. <laughs> um, because as uh, well-intended so as that, yeah, well, as well-intended as that advice is, it brings so much danger and stress for a lot of people. Oh, it is dangerous. That's what he says. Yeah. So I really, really like the book. It's, um, I think it's something that every 20-something needs to read or everyone who wants to make a career uh, out of whatever, um, like you need, if you want to, if you want to be successful, if you want to build a career, if you want to, uh, have a good time while working, then this is the book that you need to read in his book. He basically gives you four rules, um, that you should keep in mind as you work, as you make a career, as you, um yeah build a reputation and w- do things in your job uh, i like the fact that he challenges a thing that has been thrown around on the internet and in the in the world way too much that you should only follow your passion without any um you know background and information and anything behind it really yeah that's just not follow your passion yeah and then yeah, you gotta have what. passion yeah Ooh. i like eating breakfast foods how the fuck am i gonna follow that passion that's gonna make me a million dollars sorry <laughs> that's just not the way it works uh, and i've actually through my like the work that i've done with my website and coaching sessions and self-help schools that i've done um a lot there's always a couple of of women that i talk to and they go but I don't really have a passion and I feel like I am doing something wrong because I don't feel that and I don't know what I have to do and what it is. And I'm like, you don't have to have it that way. Or not yet anyway. Even so, it's something that you can find later on and even if you don't, that's fine too. There was this one girl that I I always remember that she, she was doing great with her life. She had a lovely apartment. She was almost finished with her law degree. She already had a job at an at a at a, a, a lawyer firm. Um, you know, she was she was doing great, and she liked what she did. She she liked wow. her job. She she liked where she lived. She liked her hobbies. She liked cooking, and she was just like. But I don't have that one thing, and I just don't know what to do. Am I doing something wrong? I'm like, honey, no. Just yeah. do what you do and um, love it, and so, that's fine as well. So she was like, this lawyer thing, it's not my passion. Yeah, she was worried about oh, that. Wow. Because it was not her all-consuming um, drive. And, you know, it's okay if there's not that one thing fire in you. You can have a bunch of different interests that you pursue, and maybe in one you 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 uh, develop in such a way that it becomes more than just the interest, and that's great. Um, but the the, um, the passion has become uh, like it's it's so broad a term, yeah. and people don't really know what it should be, and they they look at other people who seem to have one particular 
uh, drive and interest in one thing and it just freaks them out because they don't feel it in that similar sense yeah yeah it's the the passion hypothesis yes is what he calls it and the day it's so dangerous because people look at those exceptions the mm-hmm. exceptions as the rule yeah the, like the f- professional sports players and the musicians those are exceptions yes if you do the research like cal has done has done you will see that it's not true for most people um that they uh like followed their passion mm-hmm. or that the, what they're doing has uh, been a passion since they could remember and did you know it was up until 1970 it wasn't like this it all started with this book what color is your parachute oh yeah mm-hmm. that's what uh, he says yeah. in his research like if you if you look at um at like queries on the internet mm-hmm follow your and you type in follow your passion search google yeah you will see that before 1970 nobody was asking anything <laughs> about following your passion was there internet before <laughs> 1970 no i don't I, it, it's some sort of no i know query program yeah. I, don't, I don't know mm-hmm. it's like a, it didn't exist mm-hmm. passion in this way we no. uh, abuse it today didn't exist before that book it's a trend yeah and it's and what he says is a dangerous trend because mm-hmm. it leads to chronic job hopping yeah. and self doubt. Mm-hmm. When people are like this girl, doing fine, yeah. doing perfectly fine. And who says you can't have a a, a passion on the side that to just too? go all out? Uh, sure. And it's like if your passion is like you know techno music, you can go Whatever, to all the yeah. festivals, yeah, or listen to it all day. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make it your job. Exactly. As long as it makes you happy, that yeah. should in on its own also be enough. Yeah. Um, and the thing that I love um, about the book is that it basically deviates from um, the general, okay, so do what you love and oh, you'll, you'll, you'll live a life full of happiness and success and riches and oh, do what you love and the money will follow. That's not fucking true. <laughs> Come on, get a grip. Okay, before before I um, will tell you what my problem is with the yeah. book, um, can you recap the, the rules again? Because Ooh, you started um, with yeah. the, 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 there are four rules. So what are those rules um, that the book is mm-mm. based on? Well, the first one is don't follow your passion. So that's easy enough. <laughs> um, and the, that's basically where he says, okay, this should not be your only and most basic idea of what you need to do with your life in terms of your career. Um, the second rule is, which is my favorite because I think that's awesome, is be so good they can ignore you. And that's uh-huh. that's where I think is a very powerful message um, it because is. there is a bi-directional relationship between um, liking what you do and being good at it. You see that all the time. Yeah. Um, the reason that students are motivated is because they get good grades and they get good grades because they are motivated and that works yeah. like yeah. They, the relationship is bi-directional. It goes two ways and sometimes I don't really necessarily particularly like a thing that I have to do, but if I do it well, 
and the results are good and people say oh liana you did a good job on that particular project or that thing i'm like mm-hmm. fuck it i'm awesome and i did this and i'm great <laughs> and um that in itself gives you enjoyment oh yeah i so, i i totally agree yeah i once made a super ex- extensive excel sheet mm-hmm. excel spreadsheet yeah and i don't i don't norm i don't really like doing that but fuck excel i i i made one <laughs> yeah and when it was finished and i was working and people were using it mm-hmm. and it was amazing and i was the expert yeah. in that uh-huh That's i was lovely. like i love this mm-hmm. this is amazing never did one after that but no. that gave me an amazing feeling like, it's the feeling it's, of mastery yeah. of being able mastery, to, to yeah. pull things off i think okay the third rule is turn down a promotion or the importance of control, control. Mm. it's about control yeah it's about you deciding yeah. what you want to do with in terms of your career and your job and yeah all right and the final rule is think small act big or the importance of your mission and um this this is a part where he basically starts to talk more about that capital mm-hmm. where it's important that you you have backing you know you you have done enough that if you want to um you know you have things on your name yeah that will help you yeah he calls that career capital yeah but we'll get to that let's yeah. just start with number one rule number one mm-hmm. you take that one because i know yeah. that you have opinions <laughs> i have opinions this is the show of opinions <laughs> all right so don't follow your passion i love it sorry i really do okay <laughs> but then what should i do mm-hmm, fair enough i mean don't follow your passion but create the okay so the opposite of don't follow your passion as he states it is be a craftsman like mm-hmm. you have yeah. the the passion mindset versus the craftsman's mm-hmm. the craftsman's mindset yeah. and the craftsman mindset uh, uses deliberate practice like every day doing that uh, just to become super good at something yeah instead of just imagining something you love mm-hmm. you have a passion for like i don't know yoga mm-hmm. and then uh, becoming yoga teacher yeah like with just one diploma or or just doing a course on yoga and becoming a teacher and that's all mm-hmm um read the book because there the this there are like great stories and great examples but um the problem with that is um i don't want to do something i don't love to do so anything i'm gonna do with my life Mm -hmm. i don't care if it's dangerous but it needs to be something that could eventually turn into a passion or could lead into something I love to do. Mm-hmm. So he talks about loving what you do yeah. all the time. He, he, he gives examples of people who are good at what they do and love what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't really... It, I mean, what I'm saying is the book confuses me a bit because mm-hmm. when you say don't follow your passion, to me it sounds like just do, do it like in the old days that you just do something you fucking hate 
or yeah, do I whatever. Really see it I don't want to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do whatever comes my way or mm-hmm. think maybe I'm good at something. Maybe maybe it's Excel sheets. Let's say I have no career capital. Mm-hmm. Nothing ever happened to me in my life. I just wake up and there's a computer and I start and somebody asks me, can you make this Excel sheet? And it's like, uh, sure, I'll try. <laughs> and then it turns out... You even sound depressed in this scenario. <laughs> turns out I can. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I did it. And then the next person asks me, all right, here you go. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, and suddenly I'm doing Excel sheets all day long yeah. and being super good at it and hating it. That happened to me. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, in real life, it happened to me. Yeah. So I don't want that to happen again. What you see, you see the problem here? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to pick. How do you pick a good topic mm-hmm. if it's not? something that could be a passion someday i you see i think it's um for me personally there's two things that it are in my like what i think are useful things to keep in mind when pursuing a career or when doing anything like when using your time mm-hmm. number one is is this tolerable like you don't have to um, be over the moon in love with this particular topic or interest or everything but do I tolerate this does it not make me put a like a gun in my mouth sometimes that is the especially in the like in the current climate mm-hmm. um, that can be for like that can be a starting point okay do I enjoy this enough to spend this much time on it so it doesn't necessarily mean that your your stomach is filled with butterflies and your heart is filled with fire but you do something that you like enough that you don't come home wanting to die (laughs) that is one of the things and the other one is very simple it's demand if like sorry but there i have a psychology degree there are a lot of psychologists Mm -hmm. out there Nobody needs another one of me out out there. However, they do need good people in education, which is something that I went in uh, and sort of ended up in. Uh, anyway, that's a story for a different time. Um, but for me, like you could, it do, it doesn't hurt to at least keep in mind how useful you can be to other people slash society. Um, because we don't necessarily need another cupcake company. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? No, we don't. No, s- we like do a, not. We have oversaturated because of no, seriously, because of that fucking fashion <laughs> idiots like those idiots. I mean, I love you, but come on, get a grip. Uh, because of that, we have oh, oversaturated God. markets. There are a fuck ton of cupcake companies. Um, I don't know, like the blog world is one where there's like there's oversaturated markets in in niches in blog world. Um, You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a move to just go, okay, what is good enough for me to do? Mm -hmm. Because by getting better at it, you will love it more. Yeah. And you will create more opportunities within that particular area that will eventually might eventually lead you to a place where you're like, fuck it, I this is my job and it's awesome. And people overestimate or no people underestimate how happy it can make you that you're providing a good service to other people. 
And it's not just about the fact that you get butterflies in your stomach every time you bake a perfect yeah. cupcake, but how incredibly satisfying it is that you single-handedly pulled off the fact that 200 students will be able to, I don't know, enjoy a particular um, program that you made for them. You know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah. So only do things people want to pay you for. So basically that's it, right? Snake. Par- partially, yeah. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. No, no, it's, it's, <laughs> because it's not necessarily like only do those things, but like provide a service and keep in mind that your personal enjoyment of just the activity can be over, like it, um, it can be outshined by the fact that you're doing something useful for your company, for your colleagues, for your the people that you work for. Yeah. So. Um, if you take the passion hypothesis, mm-hmm. passion is when you do passion, you you're only looking for what's it gonna do to me? Yeah. What's it gonna give me? Mm-hmm. And when you have the craftsman's mindset, mm-hmm. it's like what can I provide, bring? What yeah. can I bring to the world? What yeah. can I provide? So and I like that. I like that too. Yeah. I love that. I mean. And I'm not saying that you should just accept whatever situation you're in if you hate your job please by all means go find something else and quit and Mm -hmm. you know find something um that you love to do but you gotta keep in mind if that's the only thing that you've ever done um you need something to back up your choice and your new direction so what from your previous experience can you bring into that new area that will make it a useful endeavor when you pivot, you need to leverage yeah. your career capital yeah. mm-hmm. that you've gained. Yeah. So actually, this book is it's not really about trumping passion, mm. I think. It's more about being smart with it. Yeah. It's more about not jumping into the passion world just blindly. Like blindly, but use your interests yeah. in a way that is smart. Yeah. Like, practice deliberate practice just do the work mm-hmm. really do the work yeah. you need to do um check check with the demand mm-hmm. it, your your work has to be rare and valuable yeah to people otherwise you're not gonna monetize mm-hmm. um and you can gain control yeah because it's rare and valuable and that will make you happy. Yeah, is it what will. He, that's what he yeah. says. And I believe that. I believe that. That will bring you satisfaction, I think. I think, it, of course, it's a smart move for him to yeah. take like the anti-passion mm-hmm. uh, stance. Because with that premise, but that's, he makes that's just it, like, your confusing. Interest is, your interest is peaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want to know more. Yeah. And I so th- I get it, Mr. Cow, <laughs> but you confused me Aww. a lot. Because mm-hmm. I was I was lost. But now you're found. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So a couple of things, um, highlights from the book that I like mm-hmm. are um, the winner takes all market versus the auction market. Mm-hmm. Did you read that part? No, you have to tell me. Um, so he describes uh, certain markets for like when you decide to get into a business or mm-hmm. in a certain market um, and he describes how it works and what kind of career capital you need mm-hmm. to get to become successful in a certain market 
And I like that he makes a difference between a winner-takes-all market and an auction market. For example, blogging is a winner-takes-all market. Okay, do do tell. Versus, um, like, uh, accounting. Okay. It's an auction market. In an auction market, you can have all kinds of different providers, all mm-hmm. kinds of different flavors, all kinds of different uh, types of, of of prices. And if one price doesn't really work for the one, then mm-hmm. the other one can sort of also yeah. be there and and be make a living. Okay. You can all coexist. Yeah. But in a winner-takes-all market, like maybe screenwriting for Mm -hmm. like Hollywood yeah Hollywood would probably be a good example you you gotta be the best you gotta be the yeah guy the girl they you go to Um, it takes a very long and steady grind I think to get to that point yeah yeah so it's a bigger risk yeah you're you're either ignored Mm -hmm. or people love you yeah or read everything Mm mm-hmm in anything in between doesn't really count. Yeah, I mean, you can be like a half as, you know. No. It doesn't. You, you don't matter. Hmm. Okay. So that's 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 a, 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 a very uh, good thing to to keep in mind when you yeah. want to enter a certain market mm-hmm. with your interest or. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, I, there's only one thing that I really want to, um, one thing that I saw was um, one of the people that he talks about in the book um, basically says like when it, when someone asks him like, okay, well, did you want to change the world? Like, is this, was this your all consuming passion? And that person just responded with, no, I just wanted options. And that is something that I find really attractive. Like give yourself different options um, just in case that you need them so uh, that can be for example that you have pursued different interests that you've all gotten to such a level at like to such a level that people might be interested in working with you or um, like letting you work with them you know what I mean so I find that a very interesting premise like and that goes back to the whole rule of be so good they can't ignore you get to a certain level and that I like. That was my one thing that I really liked. You know, this reminds me of something. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Do you know Scott Adams? Yeah. The Dilbert uh, writer. Oh, fuck. No, I, I thought... I'm sorry. Uh, it was, uh, never mind. Was well, it's else. a gen- yeah. generic name. But <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Johnson. You know Dilbert, right? Yeah. And you know Scott Adams. Scott Adams is a very, very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he... Almost says the same thing. Yeah. He makes the distinction between, um, um, let's say, uh, there, there, there is the 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 systems approach mm-hmm. and the goal approach. Yeah. And you can you can you can you can also um, see this as like the systems approach is the 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 career capital deliberate practice approach Mm -hmm. and the goal approach is the passion approach. Okay. Like, okay. Example. He talks about him and his friend and his friend had a systems approach in dating girls. 
and he had a goal approach yeah. in being interested in one girl. Okay. One specific nine girl. A girl who is a nine. Like oh, a yeah. super, super girl. Yeah. So he's like, oh my God, that is an amazing girl. Miss Perfect. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that he was going after her. Yeah. And he was doing everything in his power to get that to get one girl. To her. He was doing everything he mm-hmm. could do. Yeah. Um, What's the problem with that? Is that if she doesn't like you... You did all that shit for you nothing. You did all that shit nice for nothing. Nice guys finish last. <laughs> so if, if that passion <laughs> fails, yeah. you're left with nothing. Yeah. When you do the options version, which mm-hmm. is the systems approach, yeah. which is the career capital approach, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the, the craftsman mindset, mm-hmm. is his friend was just... Dating. Dating constantly yeah with like a going bunch of different to, women to like going to the room of 20 girls and just starting from the top going down <laughs> like do you want to be my girlfriend no do you want to be and trying 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 what that did <laughs> yeah. is teach him about dating yeah teach him about rejection yeah teach him about um tactics mm-hmm. uh, yeah. to, to get any girl yeah to get what I like, what you just said, options. Yeah. So he had a system instead of a goal. Yeah. He had craft instead of passion. Yeah. So that's that's one thing I like is you can always fall back yeah. on your system because exactly. it yeah. gives you all the options. Yeah. Because you have the skills mm-hmm. and you have the control. Yeah. Do you recommend the book? I do. Everybody should read it. Yeah, me too. I recommend it to all uh, 20-somethings who like finished university, got their degrees, just started out in the corporate or whatever. This is something that is useful to everyone who wants to make a career. Yeah, we Definitely. need to fight passion. Yes, <laughs> fight it. Fight the passion. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can I tell you one more story yeah. about passion? Mm-hmm. The vomit story? Oh, God. No, no. I'm, I vomited. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bring it on. All right. Any story that starts so with vomiting. So I was talking story. to this um, uh, regional manager mm-hmm. of some... <laughs> um, uh, he already sounds uh, boring. It's a regional manager of some sort of human resources, uh-huh. something, something, corporate, something, yeah, world of low-level people working in a low-level environment doing administrative you my know, brain you know, is flatlining right so now. this person comes to me and says you know what i miss in my my workers my people the people mm-hmm. that work for mm-hmm. me in this administrative environment i miss passion mm. i'm so oh sad oh my right god <laughs> I just looked at her and said, are you serious? Do you really expect passion (laughs) from these people? (laughs) Wow. Your expectation is so incredibly, like, I I can't even start. It's not a thing. How can you do that? It's not a thing. And I see this everywhere. I'm thinking if I see it everywhere. I don't know. I don't think so. Don't you see passion in every freaking mission statement? 
in oh, every word. yeah okay in you know what? every like, management company yeah. everywhere but it says like we what? have a passion for waste disposal uh passion for <laughs> that's not a thing you can okay that's not true it can be a thing but it's not very likely to be it's not likely no it's not real no nobody has passion but for like what disposal. i was what i was referring to like i don't see people bitching about passion like i work with people who do the shit that they have to do and and like 80 90 percent of the time they like it and the other 10 and 20 percent were bitching about how shitty everything is okay. and that's awesome i love the ratio and i also love that i'm allowed to not like what i do a hundred percent of the time yeah that's a good that's, yeah that's that's setting yourself up for success I think. exactly it's very like relaxing that way okay moving on Moving on. Moving on. Yay. Pop culture pleasure. Have you seen Ariana Grande? Of course I've seen Ariana Grande with Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> doing the Wheel no, of Musical no, Impressions. No, you said Kimmel. Oh my God. Oh, fuck Fallon. Yes. Forgive me. Do you forgive me? I do. Okay, great. So, <laughs> I don't know if he will, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, she did an amazing it was insane Christina Aguilera but that was not the one that I was like floored with which one were you floored with Celine Dion oh yeah so fucking <laughs> spot on it was insane because I love Celine Dion I've listened to it. like my mom and her sisters were obsessed with it so like every Christmas yeah. we would cook and we would belt that shit out <laughs> like amazing baby thing twice you know that shit um, and she like Ariana Grande did a Celine Dion that was just I had no idea that you could mimic her so perfectly yeah. Yeah. yeah it was a beautiful okay. thing yeah yeah. so do you and I, I heard it and I was just like yes we will link to the clip below in the show notes because you need to see it if you haven't you've probably already. seen it because it's gone viral like yeah. amazingly amazing. yeah yeah, yeah. But that's 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 mine. <laughs> well, mine was Celine Dion. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. <laughs> so it's it's in the same. Yes, the we, same we've show. synced. Uh, yeah, we've synced. Awesome, awesome. Okay, yeah. cool. And like, I especially like the fact, like, if you see the clip, this makes sense. And if not, you need to watch it. But the funny thing was that before that, um, so she did first. She did Britney, which was great. Yeah. Then she did Christina Aguilera, which was better. Yeah. And then uh, Jimmy Fallon actually did "I Can Feel My Face" in the style of Sting. Yeah. And I love Sting, and he did it so beautifully. He it was did great. It. Ah. And then uh, Ariana had to do the same song in Celine yeah. Dion style, and she just did it wonderfully. And then Jimmy Fallon joined in, and it was just. <laughs> heavenly it was perfect uh, yes i watched it like um, a million like, times yes and... me too my current obsession let's move on to our obsession what's your obsession i have a really good one and i've been dying to talk about bring it, it to you bring but it you, because you've been here for like an hour and i've <laughs> bit my tongue the entire time so i could talk about it to you now it's amazing Can't yes wait. My obsession at the moment is the Great British Bake Off. Really? Yes, but it all like started the, 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 the TV show. Yeah, but the, the the this season or all of them. I have just started watching this season. Listen oh, okay, up. Cool. This is what happened. Um, I went to my parents for dinner, um, and afterwards we just sat down on the couch for a cup of tea or something, and the TV was on, and Heel Holland Bucks was on. Which is the Dutch version yeah, of yeah, yeah. the Great British Bake Off. And I looked at it and it was just like, 
what is this? This is so <laughs> dumb and so amazing. I need to... It's so dumb and so amazing. Yeah, because it's just like a bunch of people go into a tent and they bake shit. Yeah, they make pies and cakes. And, and it's and a tent. It, sorry? And it's a tent. In a tent. On a grass. On, a, on like in on like some field. sort of like near a mansion. Um, so I saw that for like five minutes. I was just like, this is fascinating. And then I had this super busy week at work. It was very stressful. And at one point I was just like, fuck. Like when you throw all the papers in the in the air, I'm like, mm. fuck this shit. Um, but that I could do that because I finished my work. So it's not, it's not <laughs> bad. You know, okay. If my boss is listening, I did everything I needed to do. Uh, and I said on Twitter, like, I'm going to watch Heel Holland Bach, the Dutch version. And one of my friends replied, no, 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 no. Go watch the great British uh-huh, Bake Off. Uh-huh. And I knew that the hostesses are two British comedians. And yeah. I loved those two women. So I was like, okay, I'll do that first. And I was taken on a magical journey of sugar and flour <laughs> and British accents and beautiful decorated uh, cakes and biscuits and pies and the, the reason that I love it so much that is that it's so cute you know what I mean mm-hmm. it, like it's no ultimate survivor on a deserted island it's not um, the race to the top to be America's next top model yeah. it's can you bake the best cake? Yeah. It's so cute. And but it, even it's just in all sugar, it's, spice and it's everything a, nice. It's adorable. Yeah. But the best thing is that it's still really exciting. And you're still <laughs> sitting behind your screen like, oh, my God, is Tamal going to be able to pull off the perfect biscotti? And you're like so into it. And you're like. You almost cry when yeah. some, when a cake fails, and you oh, you're oh you, yeah. It's just you're and the best thing about that show is the faces of the contestants when the judges put their food into their mouths. The pure <sighs> fr- fear on their faces is just yeah. amazing to see, and then the elated relief when someone likes it is just beautiful i recommend watching the great british bake-off and then talking to me on twitter about it incessantly um the great british bake-off is my obsession and it will likely continue for a while because Mm -hmm. this season is not finished yet and there's five other seasons that i can (laughs) binge watch (laughs) all right it's emotion on the most (sighs) basic level so lovely and it's so low-key and it's so relaxing i completely understand yeah yeah and i don't know there is something about brit the british oh my god the accent oh great first of all the location it gives me this whole british ideal yes it's like the British country. The British country? Yes. Okay. Do you know Escape to the Countryside? The, yes. The, 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 the TV show? I've heard about it. I've seen uh, it. That, even British people love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Because it's like, <laughs> wow, that is the idea. <laughs> it's like going outside with great views and, man- and a mansion. Yeah, in your Wellingtons. In my Wellingtons. <laughs> Wellingtons are a fetish of mine. But <laughs> is that your kink? <laughs> yes. <laughs> But the letter Dewberry Wellingtons. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. fair enough. Uh, yeah, but any 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 SUV of the foot. Is <laughs> <laughs> the SUV of the foot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, okay. So, but back to the baking. It's, yes. It's it's amazing. Yeah, because you you 
with baking is you don't know if it's if it worked no you yeah, only know until so it comes scary. out yeah yeah it's beautiful and, and it's beautiful yeah and you know what it tastes like you yeah. know what it smells like and it's the, the it's just emotion yeah it's beautiful it's emotion on the most basic level yes and that's why it works mm-hmm. and so what do, uh, nice hey hold on buck what are, what's your opinion on that one um, I've only seen like five or ten minutes of that one, so no clue. But I think I'll, I'll try to watch it. <laughs> like once I'm finished with the Brits, um, that's not fair. That's no, not fair. To like the Brits <laughs> that's have really not fair. It. Have you seen Hill Hall Unpacked? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And do you like it? I can't get myself to watch it. Really. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know. What's your obsession, Andrew? My obsession is the martian do you know about it no have you read no you haven't no. uh the, the, have you heard about the book no. the martian by no. andy weir no and are you aware of the movie that's coming out so many in notes. october Just all the notes. okay well are you a bit of a nerd yes. anywhere anywhere <laughs> do you like science fiction yep. and yeah mm-hmm. do you like science yes okay so this book is <laughs> like listeners, you cannot see his face right now, but he's like, <laughs> like his face just burst open in pure happiness. Okay, continue. Oh, I can so recommend okay, reading this book or just listening to the audio book uh-huh. or just going to the movie mm-hmm. that is coming out in, in like a week okay. with Matt Damon, and it's Matt, um, Damon. Matt Damon. No, but Matt Damon is perfect for okay. this character yeah he is my damon um mm-hmm. and it's uh, ridley scott directing <gasps> but it's really not about the movies as much as mm-hmm. it is about the book because okay. the book is a, such an amazing story okay. it is about a mission to mars mm-hmm. like one of the third the third manned mission to mars and um it is about a guy who is get gets left behind and he has to survive and the book it goes into every little detail on his struggle his constant struggle Mm. of survival so they have to leave the the, i'm already terrified by the way because i'm terrified of space so this is just like this is amazing okay i mean you know how harsh space is yes like your face will implode if you come into contact with there you go there you go so Imagine mm-hmm. like Robinson Crusoe mm-hmm. in, in space, space. <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> it's it's okay. it's the most amazing book I have ever read. Wow. Okay, that sounds good. I'll definitely give it a try. It and it and the the funny thing is, it's real science Backing science fiction. Ninety nine percent is accurate mm, everything that is an impressive is feat accurate nasa people even thought that he knew people at nasa whoa but he didn't now he does but yeah before he wrote everything uh, when did the when did the book come out a couple of years ago okay and it's a big big hit mm-hmm. funny story actually is how the book came to be because this guy is a computer programmer yeah and he always wanted to be a writer. He wanted mm-hmm. to be a sense science fiction writer. He loved science fiction when he was a kid, and um, he wrote a couple of books. And nah, nothing really mm-hmm. happened. 
And then he thought, okay, my writing career doesn't really have to exist anymore. I give it yeah. a try, whatever. It didn't no, work, whatever. Didn't work. So he started just writing this story, this accurate story. But it's just, just like a... For himself. A, a gr- he, he took a great premise and then he started writing this and putting it on his blog. Like, oh. like a, it's just a blog post. Every time a new, awesome. a new chapter. Yeah. And then he, he would get feedback from people and people would send in like, hey, the math is wrong here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, really? Oh, okay, okay, cool. Thanks, man. And then he would change it. And then he got fans and yeah. more fans and more fans. And people said, you know what? It's a bit difficult to read this, all this blog post. Mm-hmm. Can you just package it in a yeah. PDF? Yeah. And he said, oh, okay. I'll, PDF, <laughs> I'll make a PDF. Here's, here, yeah, here it is. And then people were like, I use... A Kindle, mm-hmm. and I can you turn it into I can get the PDF to yeah. my Kindle. Can you put it on? E- mm-hmm. could it, can you put it on Amazon oh, or yeah. Kindle so I can just download it from there? Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay. okay. So he went to Amazon, and then he saw that the minimum price is ninety nine cents, mm-hmm. and then, yeah. so because they want to make money, so yeah. he had to have a, give it a price. And he's like, okay, guys, it's on Kindle. It's ninety nine cents. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Yeah. And then more people downloaded from yeah. Amazon yeah. than for free. Yeah. And then it got noticed by a publisher. And then the publisher Lovely. said, hey, this book, check it out, uh, Agent uh, yeah. X. Can you please give me some yeah. feedback on it? And he was like, yeah, great book. Yeah, you should publish it. And by the way, I want to be his agent. <gasps> <laughs> So, um, yeah. That's awesome. And then that's how he got his amazing book Break, deal. And yeah. Boom. And now it's paper and it's now oh, it's not. I and love it. in the same week, same week they, they, they signed the, the book deal, he signed the movie rights. Oh my God. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> Isn't oh my that God, amazing? I love it. So, yeah. And now he has all this, all these oh, space friends and astronaut so cool. friends. And yeah. Oh, that makes even, me really happy. Even the guy from SpaceX and Tesla, no, Elon good. Musk. He says, uh, "I love." He loves the book, yeah. and he's a genius. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so. really cool. Okay, so I can't wait for I'm the movie. I'm gonna download it. I can't, love it. Cannot wait for the movie. I to think come out. this is one of those types of books that my boyfriend will love as well. Or maybe he has already read it. I should ask. You won't be disappointed. Okay. Do you like audiobooks? Mm, I never use them. I read faster than I listen. <laughs> but you can do times. 1.5 or 2. Oh, yeah, you told me that. The book is really cheap. Sorry, I am multitasking. No, 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 no. Oh, but read the book if you if you, if you, if you want to read the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the book is like only 5 euros. That's fucking cheap. That's cool. Cheap. Yeah, at the shopping cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay! She yes. is buying the book as we speak. As we speak, I I'm love this, this book. I love this girl. And I love that Ridley Scott is um, doing it. Yeah? You, yeah. Love the, you love the Ridley? Ridley's from Alien, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I love him too. He's amazing. Yes. I'm obsessed with Alien. I have a cosplay coming up where I'm going to no. as, as as Ripley. Cool. Yes. The next book. The next book is going to be an oldie but goodie. A classic. A, ver- a classic book from a classic guy. Um, the book is by Brian Tracy, which is one of the self-development slash productivity slash time management gurus of the United States. And his name is Brian Tracy. And his book is Eat That Frog, 21 Ways to Be More Productive Today. I fucking know the subtitle 
by heart because I have been obsessed with this book from the get-go. So, yes, that's the next book. Ribbit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Um, just a quick recap. Um, we talked, uh, you're we so talked, good at this recap thing. I know. It's a, it's a psychological communication skill. Yeah? That's one of the reasons that I, I love remember it. it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so do we it. talked about our 30-day challenges. And we're going to do... Andrew is going to do deliver practice every single day where he draws something every day. I will be turning my phone out from 8 p.m. to 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, to not use my phone during that time and um, we talked about the book by Cal Newport Be So Good They Can't Ignore You and the next book is going to be Brian Tracy's Eat That Frog Eat it Eat it Eat it Thank you so much (laughs) for listening Um, I hope to uh, see you subscribe and please leave a comment below if you like the podcast and if you want to join in on the 30-day challenge, if you've read the book by about Cal Newport, if you've read The Martian, if there's anything you'd like to share with us, please let us know and we'll respond in the comments too. And we will see you for the next Self-Help Hipster Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4, next month. See ya. Bye.